Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast Christmas special. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season. This episode is one of my favorites to do every year, and I've been doing it uh, even before I started unpacking it at at some of the the previous uh, radio shows and stations that I was at, And, and I just always love basically thinking about this time of year Talking about the the meaning behind Christmas, talking about the movies, the the songs, the fun, the activities this time of year, and and this year is special for me because I've got a four month old daughter named Maddie, and and so the other day it hit me because I always love decorating the tree. I'm, I'm big into ornaments. I've got so many ornaments. I brought a lot of ornaments into the marriage, and so it's always fun. It just triggers memories and I like putting them on the on the tree but this year I've already started to realize that Christmas is no longer about you know my fun or it being all about what I want to do and and that kind of thing because I I, like I told you I love Christmas I love all that that surrounds it and I like to participate in everything and you know it's kind of about my fun and my excitement and and that'll still be a part of it but it truly is now about creating memories and environments and activities for Maddie. Now, as a four-month-old, she can't do a ton yet, but I can already start to feel that that kind of pull to realize, all right, this is going to be a blast. This is going to, this is going to be more about her, and uh, I'll, have, I'll have somebody else to, to run down the stairs with now. So, uh, so first we'll get her crawling, walking, then running down the stairs. So, so that's the key. So we'll start, we'll start that prep quickly, the, the Christmas run-down-the-stairs prep. Uh, it's crucial. So, so anyway, so that that's kind of my my perspective and mindset heading into to Christmas this season. And so, on this episode today, we're gonna have some fun. I'm gonna share five uh, of my favorite movie quotes that are probably a little underrated. So they're not necessarily the big Christmas movie quotes that that we hear a lot of people saying all the time, which are awesome too. I just want to throw out a couple that that stand out to me. And, and this, this will be kind of the last podcast of the year, and then we're going to be launching brand new episodes of the Unpacking It podcast in January. We're really excited about that. If you haven't listened to the, the kind of updated podcast uh, that we also released, be sure to check that out. I go into more detail, but, but we're going to have some fun in the new year. So, so things at Unpacking It are moving and uh, we're just we're just excited about what what God is doing. So it's Christmas time. Let's jump into my top five underrated movie quotes. And if you've listened to the the this podcast in years past, you know that my favorite Christmas movies are Santa Claus and Home Alone Two. 
You can throw in Christmas Vacation. I like Elf as well. Those are the ones that I enjoy watching the most. But but I've seen the Santa Claus so many times, and so I almost know that that from start to finish. And then same with Home Alone 2. So I've got two quotes uh, from Home Alone 2. And, and so let's start there. Let's go to the scene where Kevin orders room service, and he's eating you know, a ton of food, and then he's got the guy in the hotel actually making the food for him and making him a bowl of ice cream, and then he asks him, he asks Kevin this. Two scoops, sir? Two, make it three. I'm not driving. Two, make it three. I'm not driving. And so I love this quote because you can actually use this quote year-round. And no, I'm not talking about drinking. I'm talking about you can say, I'm not driving for anything. If your wife says, hey, let's watch another episode of this show, you say, sure, I'm not driving. If she asks, hey, do you want another you know, helping of dinner? Sure, I'm not driving. It works for so many different scenarios. So if you don't incorporate that into your vernacular, you definitely should. I, I love it. it-, it- Two scoops, sir? Two. Make it three. I'm not driving. Two. Make it three. I'm not driving. So that's one of the best quotes from Home Alone 2. All right. The other one is when uh, Kevin is at the hotel and he goes down to the pool. And you know, it's just a classic scene because anytime you're at a hotel pool, it's always awkward. You, you always want it to be just you. Like you want to be alone at the hotel pool but it's so hard to actually, you know, make that happen. So of course it's, you know, some older guys sitting in the hot tub just chilling. And so what does Kevin ask? He goes, he goes, would it bother anyone if I worked on my cannonballs? I mean, first off, you gotta think about it from the guys in the hot tub's perspective. Like they, they act like they don't care. But isn't that your worst nightmare? That, that a kid at a nice hotel is going to come down and want to do cannonballs in the pool. I mean, hilarious. And then, of course, he loses his suit, and it's just a whole ordeal. But, but the idea that he thought he could go down there, and, and like that was a reasonable question. Would, would it bother anyone if I worked on my cannonballs? <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I was a lifeguard and a swimmer, so I always love any uh, any pool references. So uh, so that that's always a, a good one. All right, let's switch over to the Santa Claus movie. Tim Allen. Uh, I still go. The first one is my favorite. I probably like. Yeah, I mean, I like the second and third one kind of the, the same. But the best scene in Santa Claus is when when. Tim Allen is going through his changes. Scott Calvin is going through his changes where he's putting on the weight. He's trying to shave and it, it's, it's coming back, but he ends up still having to work his regular job. So he shows up to the conference room and this happens. What happened? Beasting. Evidently I'm allergic. Almost killed me. But the guy at the emergency room says the swelling will go down. I hope. So, did I miss anything? No, we were uh, just about to order lunch. Great! I'm starving. And I'll have a Caesar, no dressing. And one of those homemade cookies, the warm chocolate chip, no nuts. And uh, a little slice of cheesecake, uh, creme brulee, and a hot fudge sundae. Extra hot fudge. On the side. Anything to drink? (sighs) Ice cold milk. 
Stung by a bee, Scott? A big bee? <laughs> so my favorite part of that is the uh, hot fudge sundae uh, on the side. <laughs> And then he goes, anything to drink? Uh, then he wants milk. And, so, and then, then the, the woman that he works with next to him, stung by a bee, Scott? So that's, that's the very best line, stung by a bee, Scott? So like I said, I, I, we have a, a newborn baby uh, four months ago. And so, of course, as my wife was pregnant, you know, I wanted to you know, put on the weight with her. So she, you know, she's, you know, having to, to birth a child and put the weight on. So I wanted to do that as well, of course. Uh, so, so I put on some, some poundage. So the idea that stung by a bee, Scott, it actually, uh, it relates well to where I'm at right now. So as we end the year and, uh, I, you know, everybody wants some extra cookies. I'm not driving. And so I've been using the, I'm not driving maybe a little bit too much when it comes to desserts, second helpings. And so now the, the quote, Stung by a bee, Scott, fits pretty well. <laughs> so it's always, oh, I love that scene. He's wearing sweatpants. It, it's, it's an epic, epic scene in the Santa Claus. So the number four scene or underrated movie clip comes from the movie Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, all about Turbo Man. What a great movie. I love Sinbad. Phil Hartman's hilarious in this movie. And it just... It really exaggerates what takes place when, when parents are out buying gifts and everything. Uh, and so I think it, the, the movie captures a lot of what, what many people deal with and, and the stress and the tension. And then you've got the, the, the neighbor who's got it all together or at least wants you to believe that. So Phil Hartman plays that role. So anyway, th- this scene is somewhat underrated because it takes place earlier in the movie. But, but I find that any interaction between Phil Hartman and Arnold during this movie is just my favorite. So here it is. Arnold Schwarzenegger's trying to leave to go get a Turbo Man. And then, of course, Phil Hartman's going to rub it in that he already has his Turbo Man. And here's the exchange that takes place. Where you off to so early? Picking up a Christmas present for Jamie. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, Howard, sir. So where'd you get him? Uh, one of those Turbo Mans. Oh, that's great. I got a Turbo Man for Johnny months ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. <laughs> oh, man. The, the whole scene's great, but the, the one clip that, that I absolutely love is, is this. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, Howard, sir. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, it's one thing when you get caught by your neighbor. Like, I'm all for being a great neighbor and loving your neighbors and talking to your neighbors. But there are those instances where you're in a hurry or you're you're overly stressed. And the last thing you want to do is stop and talk. So not only does that happen here, then he's rubbing it in. He's making you feel even worse. And and so I just uh, this back and forth is hilarious. So that's that's number four. Uh, as we count down <laughs> the most underrated yet awesome clips in movies. All right, then the, the last underrated movie quote to share is from Elf. And this is when he's, uh, Will Ferrell's, you know, running around town and steps into a coffee shop and says this. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. 
<laughs> you did it. Congratulations. World's best cup of coffee. Like, it's just so funny because you think about how many places have, you know, signs that say it's the, you know, the best of whatever. And then to have a, a man dressed in an elf suit walk into, you know, a, a run of the mill coffee shop that says the world's best cup of coffee and, and he congratulates them. I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a brilliant idea from the writers. So I love that line. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> so those are some of my favorite movie quotes. And, and so hopefully as you uh, watch some of those those movies this season, uh, you'll you'll think of me and unpacking it. So let me know what your favorite underrated quotes are. Shoot me an email. Bryce at unpacking it dot com. Bryce at unpacking it dot com. We'd love to know which ones are, are some of your favorites. And, and so we'll, uh, that, that's kind of the, the fun aspect of the podcast today. But, but I do want to share just some, uh, some spiritual encouragement. And so I want to unpack the final unpack this devotional that I wrote for 2019 uh, because now we're sending out the, the best of 2019. So hopefully you're still uh, reading the devotionals and looking back at some of the the highlights in the sports world this year and the devotionals that we wrote about those big sporting events and and so uh, we'll return in January with with fresh devotionals and if you aren't subscribed to the devotional be sure you do that at unpackingit.com but the the last topic was about childlike faith and it was inspired by the Kansas City Chiefs basically having a snowball fight and playing in the snow before their game against Denver uh, during week 15. And so what I love about that is just seeing, you know, grown men, I guess guys in their 20s, just enjoying what snow represents because there's something about snow that just brings out the kid in us and we just want to play. Like you can't just be an adult in the snow. (laughs) <laughs> like no, you got to play in the snow. You got to be like a kid in the snow. Whether it's a snowball or whether you eat the snow or you build a snowman or you go sledding, y- you got to enjoy the snow. Now I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we get maybe one or two snow days a year. And when we say snow day, we're talking one to two inches. Now every once in a while we'll get six, and that's kind of a big day. Now I know some people listening, you're getting foot a foot of snow or multiple foot feet multiple feet of snow um <laughs> foots of snow um so you're you're in a whole different game and so maybe you're an adult because you're trying to get to work in the snow but but when it's kind of rare and it's the one day to be in the snow you of course want to act like a child and and enjoy the snow so that's what the chiefs did before the game and then when i think about the christmas season th- there's something about the movies that we watch, the songs that we sing, the you know the the Christmas events we go to, the the plays, the the church events, all that sort of thing. There, there's just a kid element to it all, and sure, Santa Claus contributes to that, and and having fun with him, and your kids going to visit Santa. Which, by the way, I'm taking Maddie for the first time this year, so that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, well, she's only. This will be her first Christmas, so the first time I'm going. I, gosh, I haven't seen Santa in man, thir- twenty three years, something like that. Anyway, so there's something about you know kids, then the magic of Christmas and the spirit of Christmas, and 
it's just fun to watch kids experience Christmas for the first time or early in their life and everything is new and fresh and what ends up happening is then we get into our 20s 30s 40s 50s and and we're the the parents of of kids and we kind of lose the fun childlike aspects of Christmas um for ourselves if we're if we're not careful now if you're like me you want to embrace this season and and act like a kid and it gives you an excuse to do it but oftentimes it's not maybe our default at this point because we're like oh I got to be serious and I've got deadlines at the end of the year and you know for me I've got to raise money before the end of the year and trust God to provide for the for the ministry and so there there's stress and pressures and I just want to sit around and drink cocoa and sit by the fire and and have a good time and turn on the the Christmas lights and and watch the Santa Claus and jingle all the way and and everything else and so I say all of that because I think Christmas time more than any other time we're allowed to be kids and kids are allowed to be kids <laughs> and they can really just embrace and enjoy and soak in all that surrounds the the Christmas season. And then think about it. What's at the core of the Christmas season? Jesus as a child and what the child represents and the 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 child that that Jesus was coming to this earth starting it all of what he ultimately did was which was die on the cross but it began as a child and growing up and and at the right time God God calling him to to die on the cross for each of us uh but it's just so interesting that that it it, it was through him being born as a child and then as we expand kind of this whole idea of, of childlike faith and, and children and, and Jesus being a child, it's recognizing that in our lives, day to day, not just the Christmas season, that being like a child and having characteristics of a child is actually what, what God's asking us to do, that there's great value in many of the characteristics that children represent. Now, this thought process goes right along with the belief and understanding and, and biblical truth that we must continue to mature and grow and develop as followers of Jesus. And so we want a deep faith. We want a mature faith while remaining with those characteristics that a child has, which are being being humble and and having that type of humility and and having the the desperation and the trust in their parents and you know I'm I'm watching that right now with Maddie she totally trusts that I'm going to take care of her and I'm going to keep her safe and um I only want what's best for her, even though she doesn't really understand all of that but she that's where she's at she's totally dependent on me she can't if if I put her in the crib she can't get out of the crib she's only 4 months old so she's depending on me to lift her out of the crib. And so for us day to day, we have to trust that that God is going to lift us out of the crib that, that we may be experiencing, whether that's difficulty, struggle. Our trust is in Him. And ultimately, to use this example of, of a crib, it's the sin that we're trapped in uh, before knowing Jesus. And so Jesus gets us out of that sin uh, when we receive his grace and the free gift of salvation and eternal life and peace and love and joy and all that comes from knowing him and, and surrendering to him. And it requires a 
childlike surrender, in humility, in desperation, in full trust and faith. And so the, uh, the, the verses that I used for the devotional, I'll, I'll read those to you now. Uh, the first one in, in Matthew 18, 1 through 4, uh, this is the amplified version, so it adds a little bit to it uh, just to help us understand. But it says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and set him before them and said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless you repent, that is, change your inner self, your old ways of thinking, live changed lives, and become like children, trusting, humble, and forgiving, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so here Jesus is placing such value in you know, the mindset and the heart that, that children have, and that's how we become great in the kingdom. And, and we represent those characteristics, trusting, humble, forgiving. Uh, so it's so cool. I mean, it's just uh, it's so encouraging to hear. And then the other verse, uh, when Jesus talks to the disciples, because they were kind of pushing the children away, and instead Jesus goes, whoa, he doesn't say whoa, but he said, I, I'm thinking of the clip from uh, Jingle All the Way. Whoa! But Jesus says, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. So we have to receive the kingdom of God, all that he offers, all that he is, all, all that he wants to give us like a child. With, with full surrender, trust, and humility. And, and so, uh, man, it's powerful stuff. It's encouraging. And, and I hope that as we celebrate Christmas, uh, we can think about that, reflect on it, ponder it a little bit uh, to say, okay, it's fun to be a child there at Christmas. It's fun to be a child in the snow. How can we continue to live with childlike traits year-round? And I would even say, even beyond the spiritual side, we got to have a little more fun. We got to allow the the kid in us to uh, to come out every once in a while and and just enjoy life. Life gets so stressful, and and we become a little too serious at times. And we 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 need to relax and let loose and and have some fun and throw throw some snowballs and build a build a snowman and whatever that looks like in in July. Maybe building a sandcastle at the beach. So uh, so that's my encouragement as we. Wrap up this Christmas special here on the Unpacking It podcast. Really appreciate you listening, and thanks so much for your support this year, listening to the podcast, reading the devotionals, and if you give financially to the ministry, I'm so thankful to you as well. And if you'd like to support our ministry, uh, you can go to unpackingit.com slash donate so that we can continue to challenge, encourage, and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. This Christmas special, uh, it's kind of not as sports-related, but, but man, I'm a, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus, and I love Christmas time, and I love Jesus. So have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we'll talk to you soon. I look forward to your emails, Bryce at UnpackingIt.com. We'll talk soon right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. 
To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.